sex and lifestyle podcast that you didn't know you needed. This is the Swinging Soulmates podcast with your host, Mondo and Sativa. Please relax, unwind, and come play with us and our guest co-host as we candidly share our personal experiences and erotic escapades in the lifestyle. Motivated by passion and purpose, our goal is to create a community that allows themselves to be educated and entertained through the tales of the swinging soulmates. Mondo and Sativa are not medical professionals, yet we are a happily married couple of 19 years and in the LS for 10. We have a deep, unwavering commitment to our marriage and to holding a space in normalizing and redefining the concept of relationships and monogamy. The Swinging Soulmate strives to be a resource and inspiration to others. So subscribe, put a reoccurring play date on your calendar, and come along with us as we journey deep into our lives as Swinging Soulmates. like what you said about ego. Michael Jordan, full of ego, and he's the greatest. Uh, you know, um, Kanye West, if you think he's crazy or not, he is a great artist. Like, some of the mm-hmm. best music that, in the history of music, he has a place there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a very cocky guy, you know, or like a fuckboy, as you know, why is he fuckboy? Because he's confident, or, or more often than not, some of it may be a little peacocking, and it may be, it may be false. But we all kind of put towards a, a false confidence at times. But we can't, we can't shelve, or we can't like just push down what is once again innate in us as human beings. And like you said, I think ego it can be a positive thing because if you're confident in and what you're good at, that's only going to help you to continue to be better and can lead you to what your true passion and purpose is. Um, I, yeah, that is, I love that you say that because a lot of people think having an ego, well, look, I'm, everybody knows I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but she definitely did have a song talking about like big ego. It was about guys, but Beyonce is one. I mean, she has her own, they, you know, or no, I'm sorry the beehive and or beehive. beehive oh please don't kill me you guys i'm so sorry that i'm <laughs> um but what, what's the definition of homeostasis i think you said homeostasis is one of the most powerful forces um on the basically in the universe it is what keeps things exactly the way that they need to be so when there is a state homeostasis keeps it exactly at that specific state. So your stomach needs to be a 2.4 pH in order for you to be able to actually digest your food. So it has to be acidic. And we have stomach problems when our acidity isn't the way that it should be. When it becomes alkaline, it's a problem. So homeostasis keeps your stomach at a 2.4, right? And it's the same thing with everything on the planet. Gravity is exactly the way that it is and it functions perfectly all the time because of homeostasis the planets everything everything is governed by Mm -hmm. homeostasis Mm -hmm. it all stays the same 
that's its role, right? And if we can understand that and we can learn how to work with it, we can change our state and then dictate to our mind, our body, this is my new homeostasis. Mm -hmm. So really quickly, I'll give you an example of how I use this. I were, I went to a chiropractor because when I was in my car accident, my hips were shifted up and down and back and forth. Mm. So they were really out of alignment mm. and it threw my whole spine out. And I went to go see this chiropractor and I said, have you ever played with a hypnotherapist before? And she said, no. And I'm like, do you want to do an experiment? She's like, sure. Okay. I was like, all right. So let's see if we can make this happen faster than it would with other clients mm. by you realigning me. And then I'm going to do self-hypnosis and tell my body, this is your new homeostasis. This is your new state. Mm. And I'm going to anchor it. She was like, okay, yeah, we'll see what happens. So we did one session. She realigned my hips. I immediately did self-hypnosis. I anchored it. I saw her a week later and she was like, damn it, your hips haven't moved at all. This is perfect. And I was like, you're welcome. I know you're going to lose a lot of money. So it's up to you as to whether you want to tell people about right. this or not. But it may just not be easier <laughs> and you're welcome. No. So <laughs> hypnosis in, in a way, is it the same kind of um, idea as you speaking shit into existence in a way in, in, in the way the most lame in terms Ooh, that I can think okay, of right now. So Is it if you know it? All. Not at all. Okay. It's actually the way that you communicate to yourself and the way that you communicate to the universe are very different. Um, and it's one of the things that I work with and I teach my clients. So I'm just going to make this really quick mm -hmm. to make it easy for mm -hmm. you guys. So uh, when you're communicating with yourself, uh, first of all, in order to reprogram the mind, it works with uh, three different um, ways of, of, of programming. So essentially, you have to use authority, repetition or trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think of trauma, most people think I was abused or something. Trauma is just a high emotion event. Okay. That leaves it so you can like an use, impression. Yeah. You can use all three mm -hmm. yourself, right? You can work with an authority that's going to teach you things and, and speak truths that'll help anchor. Mm -hmm. You can use repetition. Please do it every night before you go to sleep, not in the morning. You're not going to bypass the critical mind by doing it in the morning. Yeah. It has to be done at night. Mm -hmm. And then it bypasses that bouncer that protects the subconscious mind and goes right into the subconscious yes. mind unedited. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then trauma, go paragliding. Go bungee jumping, do something yeah. that's high emotion mm -hmm. and then anchor and intention, right? So it can be positive and powerful. It just has to be elating. It has to be really powerful, yeah. which is why a lot of people that are in personal development, like Tony Robbins, they create these high emotion events at the events they go to because they know that when they get everybody revved up, it anchors the truths they're teaching. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So basically, you want to use statements that are I am statements mm -hmm. when you're trying to anchor something new. So I am love. Yeah. I am powerful. Yeah. I am beautiful. I am. And don't just say I'm worthy, you guys. All of this, I'm not enough. And then turning it into I am enough. Your brain can finish that sentence. Yeah. yeah. I am worthy. Your brain can finish that sentence. Mm -hmm. I am enough for the POS job I'm still working. The POS car I'm still driving. The abusive partner that I'm working. Mm -hmm. Like you can, your brain can finish that sentence. Mm -hmm. So please make sure that when you create a new I am statement, that it is a complete statement that your mind cannot just complete to keep you mm -hmm. where you're at. That's a powerful hack. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're talking to the universe, that's a whole other ball game. So I want you to think about having a dog and having a stick. You go out to play fetch with your dog. Okay. Now the stick is the intention, the thing you're asking the universe for. 
the dog is the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Now you go out with the stick, you throw the stick and the dog goes and runs. Now, sometimes depending on the breed, they're going to come back right away and you're going to be like, yeah. Sometimes the dog runs around, can't find the stick, <laughs> smells for it, or they pick it up and run around and they mm -hmm. parade and they're mm -hmm. like, I got the stick. And mm -hmm. you're like, are you going to come back with the stick? Right. But I got this stick. Yeah. Look at it. So <laughs> sometimes it takes a little bit longer, mm -hmm. but eventually they come back with the stick. Now it's your job to notice the dog is at your feet with the stick and pick it up and praise the dog. Right. Yeah. So what we need to remember is that we're making a very different statement. The statement that you're actually making is I have. So when you're updating your mental operating system, it's I am. Mm -hmm. When you are telling the universe what you want, it's I have, because I have it now. Mm -hmm. It's not I want, because want keeps you wanting. Yes. Yeah. I have abundance. I have a life that is in service of mm -hmm. myself. I have an abundance of love surrounding me. I, whatever it is that you want, mm -hmm. I have a career that satisfies mm -hmm. my soul, right? So you throw the stick you, and you let it go. Don't repeat it every day. If you yeah. repeat it every day, you're holding on to it. Yes. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you still holding the stick? Yeah. Right? Throw the stick and let it go. Let the universe play with it. Yes. Because when you're not, it's like thumbing your nose. Or, you know, going nana, nana, nana in a way to the universe is like, I, I'm giving it to you, but I'm also going to drive the boat. I'm going to captain me getting there. And that's not how you should work you with saying, the universe. you saying, I don't trust the universe yeah, exactly. to give it to me by holding on to the stick, yeah. right? So when you throw it, basically you're letting the universe do its thing. Take the time that it needs to, because everything happens in perfect timing, not in your timing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes back, it's important for you to look down and recognize that you've just manifested something, pick it up and love and praise on yourself and give gratitude and be in love and gratitude of what it is and look up to the universe and say, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I'm in gratitude. I actively receive this because a lot of people manifest things. The dog comes back and they never acknowledge that the dog is even there. I was just going to say, they don't pick up the stick. Is that a lot of use <laughs> in your experience or just what you realize, what you, you know, observe? I think that's a lot of people's uh, downfall in, in their journey is that success will come or, you know, something will be achieved and you don't recognize it. You don't recognize the steps that you've made and the success that you know, what you've reached in conjunction with working with the universe. Um, mm -hmm. Is that something that, that you see quite often? Like you said, you, that dog comes back with the, you know, with the stick and you're like, cool. You know what I'm saying? But you don't go, good job. That's awesome. Like, okay, it makes work. Oh, so, much. yeah. Most people are guilty of not celebrating themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you see people all the time breaking the stick and throwing it back. Mm -hmm. And you're like, <gasps> why? And they're like, why did I just do that? I don't know why I just sabotaged myself. And I'm like, it's because you don't love yourself enough, honey. You need to do some more self-love work. Mm -hmm. Everything stems down to self-love, right? So people sometimes don't even let themselves receive the stick when it's, when it's there. And some of them will pick it up and break it and throw it, right? So it's important to develop self-love so that when you do throw that stick out there, you'll recognize it, pick it up. And you'll praise that dog and you'll love and appreciate and cherish it, right? It's everything. It's how you feel about yourself. How you feel about yourself is how you act towards others. 
It's how you treat yourself. It's how you do everything. It is at the core of everything. If you want to ask me what you need to work on more than anything, it's your loving relationship with yourself, creating unconditional love for yourself. Because all of our actions out there in the world have everything to do with how we feel about ourselves. Period. The end. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a husband just looked over at me and he's like, what's wrong? I'm bawling right now. Oh, honey. Um, I am a-okay with being 100% transparent. And I will say that in the past couple of weeks, I've been there. I'm breaking the stick and not realizing um, the success that I've made because in my personally and in my business, um, I'm just not where I was this time last year and it was just a lot of blessings and things coming up and opportunities and it's not happening so far this year. And I think I've been, well, I know I've been hard on myself and that lends to the, um, the blockage or the obstacle that I'm kind of going. So you and what you just said, I mean, I, I've probably been fighting tears for about five minutes, but that just, that's an example, guys. If you don't know, that's an example of when the universe is working in, you know, conjunction and conspiring to yell at you a message. <laughs> um, so I said it pretty passionately. You did, you did, you did, which is why he, he looked over at me and he was like, were you okay? And I'm like, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm relating. I'm just, I'm just getting a universal message yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm falling apart. Yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> luckily he's been with me for so many years. So, you know, I, I don't scare him off by that. Um, but it's, it's a important because, honey. and that's, it's a breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. Cause I told you I was re well, I'm listening to this time. I'm doing an audio book of, um, the alchemist. Mm -hmm. So I've shared it before, but in 2016, um, lost my sister-in-law. She was very young. She was 41. And okay. it just lit this fire underneath me to be like, you've got to do what you need to do. Like it's time. Yeah. So like I said, stop living in fear and start living within your passion and purpose. And I realized that over my 15 years of having a career in corporate sales, I was always great. I did really good, but it was never enough. Like I was like, well, mm. I'm an Aries. Just as what it is, I'm flaky. So I'm going to go, I'm going to hop, you know, different, different jobs, move up, but every three to five years. And when I finally made the decision to stop, like I said, living in fear and to start my journey, I read The Alchemist. And so it's just, very telling where I am right now in the audiobook and what you just said. It is crazy scary. And I will admit, guys, it's it's um, I don't want to say intimidating, but it's so powerful because it's true and it's it's like a neon sign, you know, in front of me right now. And I just I want everybody to be able to have the um, the moment of clarity that I, I just had into the emotions that I just had, because it is so, it, it, I keep saying powerful. I mean, we should do a count on how many times I've said powerful this episode, but it is, there's no better word. It's, it's empowering. It's validating. It's powerful. 
it it's regenerating. It makes me feel like, all right. It's funny because what did I say before we got on? It's really good to have a friend that gives you that come to Jesus talk at some at times. Really <laughs> admitting at that point that that's what I needed, you know. So it is it is um, just that kicking ass. Um, so your message and what you just shared falls so in line where I am with the alchemist right now and. Um, I was never one of those people that would reread books and highlight and do all that. But I'm going to tell you, this is my third, no, fourth time um, going back to Alchemist. And I just always find myself going back to it when I need to. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just want to thank you. I know I've been blabbing for like 10 minutes straight. No, it's I just want to thank it's you. And beautiful. I hope, like I said, that you guys are able to take this experience. and. If you're in your car listening, if you are cleaning the house and you're feeling that that overwhelming feeling of emotion and like Harmony's talking to you, that is the universe speaking to you through Harmony and like begin to take those steps. It's scary, but it's awesome at the same time. Um, I want to call out really quickly just how important it is to honor that it is terrifying to step into your power and most people don't call that out okay there's a difference between going and getting a job and attaching yourself to a title mm -hmm. and truly stepping into the fullness of who you are your divine design yeah. truly unconditionally loving yourself and walking a path that is true to you and saying what you need to say, doing what you need to do, knowing that there are going to be haters. Mm -hmm. There's going to be trolls. There's going to be people who are going to reject your truth. Just like Kanye was. Yeah. And Beyonce and all the people who yeah. were playing big. There are going to be people that are going to reject their truth. And that is something that you have to learn how to step into. And the fear of rejection can be so great. Mm -hmm. And just the, the, the fear of the responsibility. The accountability that is going to come with you standing in your power mm -hmm. is terrifying as well. So when you're in that space where you are now waking up to the realization that you haven't stepped into the fullness of you, that you haven't really developed that unconditionally loving relationship with yourself, that you may have been breaking the stick and throwing it mm -hmm. back, please, please, please be so gentle with yourself. Please love yourself in the space that you're in and take note of how you feel right now because there are other people that are going to be there too and maybe you can say the right thing yeah. to help them be gentle on themselves and to to say what you need to say to help them maybe invest in standing in their power. And I want you to know that when you're in this space, here's a, here's a powerful hack, you guys, that is going to help you take that step into your power. Do what you need to do. When somebody does something that is undesirable, that is hurtful, rejects your truth, is cruel to you, says something hateful, it is only a reflection of where they are at. Mm -hmm. It is a reflection of the reality that they have created. They are rejecting your truth because they're afraid mm -hmm. to stand in their power. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to do the work. They're not ready. So they're rejecting your truth so they can stay where they are. They're just undressing themselves, mm -hmm. not you. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you ever, 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 ever. It is never personal, ever. 
Even when it's your lover doing it to you, it is never personal. It doesn't matter how close they are. I'm not talking about strangers. It doesn't matter whether it's a stranger, whether it's your mother, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a lover, Mm -hmm. it is never, ever, ever personal. Mm -hmm. See their actions as a reflection of where they are at and see the motivator, not the behavior. And the motivator is always seeking love or fear and Mm -hmm. rejection. You guys, it's so simple. And if you can see it for what it is and learn to respond with love and wish them healing and continue to stand in your power, knowing it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. you and your worth is already set in stone. You are divine. Yeah. You are powerful and divine and nothing can change that. Mm-hmm. You can stand into your power and let people say and do what they're going to do and just wish them healing and keep going because you are amazing. And it's their own journey. It's their own healing that they have to do. Yes. And I think so many of yes. us have that relationship with parents or you know a a, a loved one or more family more the than same no, discussion no. yeah with our boys in yeah. school just because yeah. they go to right. school i teach at mm-hmm. and students try to push them past their limits i'm like they're just doing that because they're not happy and they can see mm-hmm. that the trajectory is different you just stay yes. focused and don't let their hate don't let don't intake their hate if they want to spew it that's fine but just ignore it because you know at the end of the day they wish they could be like yeah i i tell them boys i don't apologize that you have both parents in the household i don't apologize that your Mm -hmm. parents are college educated i don't apologize that you are going to be able to love a woman so purely and you know and have that love affair that you deserve because of the relationship that we show in front of you and the love that we show to you. I'm not sorry for that. And if I have to apologize because you guys are in this generation or that kids are assholes, that's all that I can apologize for. But what I can give you is don't let them live rent-free in your head. I just told our 14-year-old that yesterday. I said, you, you can't do it. One, because it, it just, it depletes your energy. It depletes your inner life, I said. And then you're working every day to try to, you're working against this negative energy every day or you're working with that. You know, you have, like, you know, Hubby said, your trajectory is different. And of course, as teenagers, they don't understand that they're assholes and why they're assholes. But it's, while you were saying that, I was just, I was saying how, I was thinking how interesting it was that we still do that as adults when you would think we know better than that we had that time in our teens and 20s mm-hmm. to realize like, oh, okay, that's not what's best for me or for my relationships with anybody else. But we don't. We just kind of repeat the same behavior, you know, that was detrimental to us and made our teens really shitty. Um, it's not something that we grow out of because it is a fundamental need to fit in with the tribe's mm-hmm. survival. If you think about it, it's actually, uh, it stems back from when we existed yeah. in tribes yeah. before we were able to provide for ourselves mm-hmm. as individuals. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that that need is just as basic, again, as food, sleep, yes. water, sex. Yeah. Like we have to find a tribe to fit in with or we'll die. This is what our lizard brain is saying. Yes. Right. So that never stops. That never stops. And we haven't evolved and so far away from from our, our ancestors at that time in, in human, you know, um, human history. 
we have not evolved. And the time has passed, but we, we still evolve out of. Yeah, I really exactly. believe that it is. Yeah. We're meant to actually come together as tribes. Mm-hmm. We're meant to come together to do the healing work. We're not meant to be alone. The universe wants us to come together. Mm-hmm. And if we understand that it is the universe's design, it's just a matter of taking control of the process and realizing that you are powerful and you can cherry pick your humans. Yeah. They don't just come and go and you have no control yeah. of the process. Yeah. When you learn how to filter them and you learn how to cherry pick the good ones and you partake in the process of choosing the people who are in your mm-hmm. orbit is what I like to say, mm-hmm. because I, we are each our own suns with planets orbiting around mm-hmm. us and we all have a gravitational pull. And when we learn how to control our gravitational pull and choose the planets that we want orbiting around us, which are directly influencing Mm -hmm. us, then we are supporting our highest good. So what I used to say to my son when he was younger, uh, with everything that he was going through, was when he would come to me and he would complain to me about stuff, I would say, let's high five over how shitty things are right now. Mm -hmm. I would fully validate his headspace. Mm -hmm. Because what teenagers want more than anything else and they feel like they don't get enough of is validation. Mm -hmm. They don't get validated Mm -hmm. because we're trying to constantly fix everything for them. So I would just high five and go, dude, shit sucks. I feel you. And then I would say, you know, do you want my two cents, five cents, whatever. (laughs) And he'd be like, no, you know what? I just wanted to vent. And I'm like, dude, bro, cool. I'll see you at dinner. And then sometimes he would say, yeah, you know what? I want to talk. Sometimes it would be that in that moment. Sometimes it would be 48 hours later. Mm-hmm. But I always gave him the space to hear what I had to say, even to vent. Because if I could tell he was feeling not well, I'd be like, do you want to talk about it? And he would say no right now, or he would come and talk to me. So it was always uh, it was always voluntary. It was always up to him how much he shared and how much he received. Mm-hmm. And when I would give my two cents, One of the most powerful things that I would always say to him is make note of what's going on right now, because everything you're experiencing is creating awareness Mm -hmm. for something that you're going to do. That's going to be so amazing one day. Yeah. And so take note. That's so once again, powerful, but parents, especially of teenagers nowadays, he hates when I say what he hates when I say is the kids nowadays. He's like, please stop. So, um, but I think that we don't give them enough credit to the critical thinking is not at the level of like when we went to school, like that was implemented in, you know, our learning. When you have social media and all that, it's probably lacking a little bit of, of, you know, being prevalent. Um, but we still don't give them enough credit for being able to work through their problems and express mm-hmm. themselves, you know, and I think that's super important to be able to do as a parent. Uh, you were mentioning tribes. Um, I think that's a really important like topic that people need to be able to find their own tribe. I think a lot of people run into a, a difficulty or uh, a barrier because they pick their tribes based off of what they see, kind of like what she was saying on social media. Because you see this person portraying one thing, you think that that's the definition of happiness when your definition could be completely different. Um, 
Mm. That that's the like for us even being in the lifestyle swingers or polyamorous, that's not a a normal way to love or to have a relationship. And yeah, what you see every day would basically say that that's wrong, and that no one's like that. Even though there are a lot of people that feel the same way we do, think the same way we do, and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's to speak to that. Um, I grew up Mormon. I grew up very Christian and my life was dictated to me and how I was going to live. It was dictated to me my whole childhood and the rest of my life was planned out for me and I had no free agency. And I absolutely was supposed to save myself for one man and be with one man for the rest of my life. In fact, eternity, when Mormons get married, they get married for eternity. So you get one dick for the rest of your life. (laughs) Holy crap. Thank God I didn't go that path. (laughs) I am so glad I woke up. Jesus Murphy, so many great dicks to enjoy. Let's be real. Um, So, you know, I'm really grateful for the fact that I woke up and I walked a path with a partner. Just so you know, my partner that I've been with for almost 10 years, I was Mormon when I met him. Okay. And he held space for me to heal, expand, wake up, create curiosity and awareness and explore all of it with a completely open mind. Every time I came to him, you know, with an idea, he was just like, cool, yeah, do it. And it all started with me being in Europe and, and finding myself being attracted to other people. And I suggested a hall pass. And he was like, Marcus, like, go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And then when I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to reminisce with some cast lovers because I've lived in the same place my whole life. So I have some of those. And he was like, okay, have fun. And then, you know, it was like, well, we're, we're only going to do stuff when we're traveling. And he was like, okay. And then I was like, yeah, I feel like going on to some dating sites and picking up some new ones. He'd be like, okay, let's go. (laughs) And then we expanded into the idea of being open. And then we expanded into having ongoing partnerships with others. And we stepped into being poly. And that all happened as a result of my curiosity, my healing, Mm -hmm. me moving things forward, and my partner just going, hell yeah, let's do it. And being totally open and fluid minded. And so having the partner that I have giving me the freedom to transmute, change, expand, evolve, um, and become the true, the completely true unfiltered version of myself Mm -hmm. that I am now that I firmly believe finally is really the true, happy, fulfilled me is a poly woman who loves many, many, you know, people I have loved and I still do love many. My heart is boundless and being free to love as many as I want to. It just is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I happily maintain, easily maintain multiple relationships. And I know that there are so many people in relationships feeling that way, feeling that desire, and they can't even voice it because they are terrified of the response and they're feeling bound and controlled and locked in and they're miserable. And and they're locked in and because of the social like constraints. Like, you know... Thank you for joining us on Soulmates and Swingers. We hope that you enjoyed yourself just as much as we did. Please don't miss our next play date. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Until next time, be passionate. Be in the moment. Be bold. Be loving. Be the best version of you. Love and light. Hey, this is Mondo. Thanks for joining us this week on Soulmates and Swingers. If you have any questions, 
or any topics that you want us to cover, you can reach us at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-V-A at gmail.com and also on Twitter at 12-I-N-N-S-A-T-I-V-A. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, hit all the buttons you can except for the delete button, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.